whooping when I was little. Got a lot of whoopings over that Is shit. Yeah, you sure it's and, and just like but that. So show over December 15th. Give me that beat, fool. How's it going? How's it going? Well, I'm doing okay. I'm a little tired. My diet's been reversed. But it's almost over. It's almost at the end of the year. You know, so 2021 is almost over. But main thing I wanted to t- talk to. I'm just going to get right to it. This is the third time I'm trying to record this. <laughs> I admit, I admit. Uh, is the new show that came back on HBO Max, which is the and, and, and Just Like That. And just like that, they ran out of the budget and had to get Bobby Lee as a fucking diversity placement. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I cannot believe how shitty this show is. If you don't know, and just like that is a follow-up to HBO's world-famous Sex in the City. And if you want to hear more about the Sex in the City, my take on it, especially Carrie Bradshaw, the character, go back to the listen to the uh, episode from last year. Episode 160, was it? Is Carrie Shaw? Carrie Bradshaw is a true villain. I'm not gonna rehash, you know, why I didn't watch the movie and all that shit. But basically, this is the two episodes just came out. I think it's a limited series. I don't even know anymore. But one thing I will say: it's this thing is awfully spoilerful, by the way. So if you cannot handle the spoilers for some fucking reason, deal with it. Um, I don't understand what the point of this show is, and I don't understand why the characters took such a 180. I don't understand why they're like so in the face about social justice and woke to a point to the detriment to the essence of the characters, whatever they had left. (laughs) So getting right down to it, I, you know, this franchise as a whole sex in the city, I always say the recommendation at this point is watch the first two and a half seasons of the TV series. Kind of like fast forward through the last three and a half seasons and skip the movies. I had no idea why this series is coming back. It's in the well or the library of the Warner Media HBO Max. You know, they seem to be bringing back some of the old franchises for the IPs they have, such as The Gossip Girl, such as The Sopranos, or the, the prequel to Tony Soprano with James Gandolfini's son playing his dad. And also Friends Reunion. And also Matrix Resurrections that's going to come out next week, which I'm probably going to talk about next week because I just caught up on Matrix again um, for the first time in forever. But every time you bring back, you know, old franchises, especially the TV series, and try to extend the life of it, it it just becomes a parody of itself. And it especially becomes worse. When you're trying to continuously deconstruct the characters, you know, because the anti-hero is a thing. Flawed, you know, uh, protagonist is a thing. You know, vulnerable, you know, your hero is a thing. But in this case, I think Sex and the City <laughs> ran out of its mileage, especially through the movies, to sell more tickets and make some money in the late 2000s. And we got to this point, and just like that, they don't even have to tag Sex and the City anymore. So what was the original point of Sex and the City? It's about a group of four women living in the New York City in the late 90s, living in their mid-30s, almost reaching the 40s, contemplating their life in the aspect of, you know, trying to be more free and independent sex-forward women as we're going into the 21st century. And then see what that urban 
you know, dating scene and all that looks like, especially from a cis white female perspective. Now, 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 I have gave my criticism or the praises of that show in that episode that I talked about. So go back and listen to it. Where I'm, I really had a hard time watching this is like, first of all, I don't understand the premise of this. Is this some kind of like revisit of like where the characters were in the 20, you know, 2021, 2020 and how they advanced or how they haven't changed? Or is this just a money grabbing operation? And then what I've come to is just, it's just a money grabbing operation. The first two episodes came out last Thursday on the whatever, the 9th. I watched both of them, and then especially after the, you know, I, I don't think I've gotten more frustrated watching the shows, and I just, like, fucking changed to fucking Hard Knocks, the cold season. <laughs> and then I started watching Succession because I always heard about it, but I never saw it, and then I just caught uh, three episodes or so in the season one, and I was like, oh, fuck, you know? It's very engaging dialogue, which Sex in the City had in the first two and a half seasons of it, just a nonstop you know, one-liners, jabbers, you know, all those, like, like very engaging, very conversational dialogues that are engaging. Fantastic. That's what made the show fucking great. It's a great shit-talking source to watch the show. But, you know, I watched this, and I was like, is this some, if this is a coming of the next age of it, kind of like the movie This Is 40, which was a, a spinoff to Knocked Up, okay, the parents in their 30s going on to their 40s, dealing with their, you know, adolescent kids and all that. Do we get that exactly here? No. What you're treated with, you know, spoiler alert, if you give a shit, is you killed your main character, one of the main characters, who I think is an awfully unrealistic buffoon of a guy, at the end of the first episode, in the stupidest way possible, to a point where Peloton you know, who product placed their fucking product in the show and then their character died after the taking the long bike ride on a heart attack. And then they just killed him off. And then I go, well, there goes a budget, I guess. Like, we can afford Chris Noth, the, the actor, only one episode. He has to go back to <laughs> Law & Order Special Victims Unit fucking salary or some shit. And then you got, you got all these, like, Characters coming back, such as Miranda Hobbs, Charlotte, and Carrie Bradshaw. But none of them are really the same. They, they, they lost a step. They lost the zinger. But to be honest, the only character that kind of stayed the same is fucking Charlotte York. But I don't see the growth in the character. You know, especially coming up with, a, you know, teenage kids. And I go like, you haven't changed. And then Carrie Bradshaw... I don't know if she changed, but like she, I feel like she lost a fucking shit talking ability, which I'm going like, what the fuck? Maybe they'll come more out of it in a little bit, but I thought she was that brash, ignorant, privileged fucking bitch, like to the next level. And she wasn't herself until the very end when she didn't give a CPR to fucking Mr. Big or John, John. I'm like, Bitch, can you not do a fucking CPR to resuscitate this man? He's trying to talk and say call or even call 911 or some shit. I'm sure I'm not the only one who saw this and then go, Carrie, are you that fucking stupid? You really are the villain of this show. And then it's a subtle fucking, you know, 
nod at the at this notion, you know, to the audience, and it's just like awfully outrageous. But it's so stupid that like it's so dumb, makes me want to turn off. It's not a good kind of like character work. I just go like I want to keep watching this train wreck. I just go, Ugh, and then you just walk away. And then the third character, Miranda, the only one logical, no nonsense, stand-up strong woman, is all of a sudden full of nonsense and fucking woke, and possibly a lesbian. It's not even a like fucking pleasant surprise because Miranda's the one that's always the voice of reason, voice of logic, you know, devoid of emotion. Charlotte's the one that's always like full of fucking poppycock, fairy tale ending and all that shit. And then Samantha Jones is the one that's like, I'll go with the flow a little bit, but with some sense. So she was like, you had that good balance of the three, and then you had Carrie Bradshaw. It was a fucking drama at all fucking times. This fucking, like, self-centered asshole of a fucking bitch, like, you cannot take, which I call, how can anyone be friends with this girl? What does Carrie bring? But, you know, that aside, and then Miranda is like, all of a sudden woke and, like, quit her private practice as a top lawyer or whatever, and all of a sudden enrolled in a class in Columbia University, trying to be some kind of social justice warrior, keep tripping over to a point where the professor, the... who. You know, goes, I stop trying to be a white hero in this case, blah, blah, blah. You know, all that shit. And then, and then you see some, you know, the two decades of like criticism of lack of minority characters and LGBTQ and other ethnic, ethnic characters start showing up. You know, they started kind of doing this when Jennifer Hudson and I think it was Nicki Minaj showing up on the movies. I just go like, all right, what the fuck is the point of that? And then, like, you get you get uh, Charlotte, you know, chatting up with a nice, richer black family, which is an interesting story. But I just go like, well, I guess this family advanced too in the fucking upper class of the New York and Manhattan. And then you get, you know, Miranda taking social justice classes for some reason out of the blue without really building onto it, other than. One line that she dropped, which is like, "Well, I've been in private practice all my life, and in the corporate law, blah blah blah." I absolutely hated it, so I just left. And I'm like, "Where did that come from? I thought this was a goal getter. I thought this was a no nonsense lady." And then you got this son Brady, who's not jerking off and making out every single fucking time, like a teenage boy. And then Steve, her ex-husband now, because they somehow divorced or broke up in the fucking movies. It's like 60% deaf on one year. And then like, you're a social justice warrior. Why? I, I go like, did the menopause that to this character? We didn't even explore that. If the women are in their like late 30s, early 40s, in their 40s, in the original TV series, and then like four or five years later, they go into fucking Dubai and shit, get carried away. All that nonsense, money grabbing, throwing money away. What the fuck happened the last 10 years or the 8 years? I, I, I just don't get it. Somewhere in between menopause happened. And then I just go like, alright, periods are done. Your, your libido's gone, allegedly. And I'm like, did that like completely flip their vagina and their fucking mentality around too? Especially Miranda? What the fuck was that? And you, 
you know, it just made absolutely no sense. And then I just, if one character who had common sense and the logic completely just disappears and may become a lesbian to stick to the, to the actor who plays it, Cynthia Nixon, who's an actual lesbian, I go like, why? Why are you ruining this? And then you get to Samantha Jones, played by Kim Cattrall, who Kim Cattrall has a whatever huge beef with Sarah Jessica Parker, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Said, I'm not coming back, not coming back. And I wouldn't come back either if after how all each of the characters got like, not only get destroyed and deconstructed, getting their legs chopped off, and I don't know how many Philippian tubes they cut off on each one of them in the last 10, 12 years, metaphorically. And I just go like, why would you come back? Aside from like, not being able to stand, you know, your executive producer, Sarah Jessica Parker. But way they explained in the story, oh my God, the big anticipation going in, especially the first episode is, did they kill Samantha Jones? No, she's not dead. She got fired once Carrie and Samantha had a, you know, fallout when Samantha was a bad publicist to Carrie for some fucking reason. That was a vaguely explained. It was like a, the friendship ended because she got fired. And I'm like, why did they mix friendship and business to begin with? But anyways, like, way they kill Samantha's character, even through the movies, I just read the fucking Wikipedia plots and I just, like, laughed my ass off as to why they did. I just didn't get it. And then they just wrote it off that way nicely. And then it was so uncharacteristic of Samantha to send flowers at Big's funeral in the second episode. So if you're, and then Carrie Bradshaw was okay with it when she said, no flowers for Big, Mr. Big hates flowers. And then somebody sent flowers at the wedding, leave it on Big's casket. And then, you know, Carrie accepted it knowing that it was from Samantha, sent from UK. And then I just go, why would Samantha do this? You know, as this is, I don't think this is a way to do it. Why are you, why is Samantha trying to flex the muscle that way if she's that much like, has that much hatred over the fallout? I was like, fuck, especially to a guy like she tried to bang when they first met. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck her, like fuck her and fuck him. And then sent the flowers. And I'm like, that's. I don't think that's Samantha's style. Either to say, fuck you, Carrie, fuck you, Mr. Big, and then send the flowers, the exact thing that Mr. Big hates. Or as a nice gesture. That's not a way she would do it, especially being an event coordinator. Event coordinator follows the fucking rule. The publicist follows the fucking rules. If she, like, it just was uncharacteristic of Samantha Jones to do that, which made this even more unbelievable. And on top of that, you got these, like, woke characters coming in, which I'm not against, because it was a valid criticism when it became, hey, late 90s, early 2000s, only these, how the Asians are portrayed, how the black people are portrayed, how the LGBTQ community were portrayed, it was awful, alright, but you try to make up for it by just, like, placing these people, Nicole R.E. Parker as that rich, like, black family that Charlotte is, like, shacking up on, you know, and then also you have this Columbia professor and you have, you know, Carrie's boss, Shay, the lesbian comedian and Bobby Lee, 
fucking Bobby Lee's on this show, which explains to you how low budget this is. They couldn't get John Cho or fucking Dr. Ken Jung, so they went to Bobby Lee. And I'm like, there's the Asian representation, and there's the lesbian le- represent lesbian slash Latinx representation. Oh, and there are a couple black representations here. Great. But how, like, all of a sudden, Carrie and all these people had a sudden awakening to accept these various diverse backgrounds, you know, in the last 10 years, 8 years. It just, it just comes off awfully virtue signaling. And then I go, you don't develop any of them. You're not going to develop any of them, you know. I, I just I just don't buy it. And then I just like watch the show and be like, what a money grabbing operation. You didn't develop any of them. You only deconstructed every single one of them. Especially after the movies. You're chopping off the legs of each character and then the essence of them. And try to like make up for their flaws while you're just diminishing their value. Which, to me, makes even the original Sex and the City more unwatchable. I, I don't think any franchise has done such a spectacular job ruining an existing character. Other than maybe professional wrestling would keep bringing back The Undertaker. Maybe 10 years, you know, longer than he should have stuck around. You know? Like, yeah, like... 30 years is a great longevity, but he should have had 20. Same for the Sex and the City. I just go, it was a great late 90s, early 2000s, like Sex Forward, Independent Women, wah, despite its fucking white privilege, whatever spoilness that came through. But you know what? That was a swagger that kept some of, you know, many of these characters great because their shit-talking ability, the naivete that displayed Based on that privilege is what made that show. Complete fuck it attitude. What you see right now, the first two episodes, I just go like, what the fuck is this? They're just them by name only. Without any actual real life, you know, menopause based fucking awakening development. And just skirting it by. And then I'm sure they'll have a couple good one liners here and there. But... I don't know what you're developing. And just like that, you kill the entire franchise. That's what I'll say. And just like that, Bobby Lee has become a diversity hire. Thanks to HBO Max and Warner Media. It's unbelievable. I don't understand this Hollywood fascination of deconstructing characters. I think one of the YouTubers talked about this too. And I also talked about it in the Wonder Woman 1984 episode. It's like, it's okay to be a perfect woman. There's a reason why we love Superman. There's a reason why we love Wonder Woman. There's a reason why some of these characters are okay to be perfect. You know? You don't have to make them dark, Zack Snyder. You don't have to make them vulnerable to emotions. Patty Jenkins. It just, you don't have to kill what was good, Luke Skywalker. You know, why did they have to do this shit? You know, make somebody vulnerable. They're subjected to human emotions such as love, Neil. I don't get it. 
So I'm going to leave it there. And then, uh, well, let me know what you think. Email me at aa-show.outlook.com. Email me at aa-show.outlook.com. And then, uh, well, we'll have a pre-Christmas episode sometime next week. We'll probably talk about the last character that I said. And then the franchise, Matrix. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Peace out.